Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. On this week's podcast, I'm joined by the one and only Daniel Kruper. Yeah. Hello, I'm Daniel Kruper. What is that? <laughs> it's, more, it's the most Irish you've ever sounded. Do you think I'm from I thought, Ireland? I thought that was a bit Scottish, actually. Do you think I'm from Ireland? Kruper. Kruper. Is that Welsh? Wow. It's neither. It's Ukrainian. So. Oh, right. I don't Can you do a good, can you do a good Dan? Uh, I've done Dan a good few times, if that's what you mean. <laughs> Hey, everyone. You all right? Uh, that, that is Rory Powers yeah. speaking. Do you want to do an impression Come of Come on. I'd be insulted if you didn't. Hello there. <laughs> I'm Rory Powers from IGN News. You kind of sound like my dad. Have you got the power? I do. <laughs> anyway, me in the bathroom apart from terrible impressions, the <clears throat> one thing that you two have in common is that you were at Minecon last week. We were, which I was just showing my flashy badge. You're I right. actually, we just got the digital downloads are the codes for our in-game capes, capes. as well yeah. today, which uh, I'm That's very excited thing. about. Yeah. Apparently it's a thing. What colour is your new cape then? I have no idea. Not checked it out yet. Um, so yeah, Rory and I and Gav as well, we went down to Minecon in London. Mm-hmm. That was on the 4th to the 5th of July. Yep. And yeah, had a little look around. So the highlight. Be amused um, by all of it. it was fun. Well, yeah. So, so first and foremost, Minecon is a fan convention. It's yeah. nothing like so E3 or anything. So I don't think there was one last year. I think there was one the year before, maybe in Florida, maybe in Paris. They've been, there's been one in like Disneyland Paris. There's yep. been one in Florida. And it's like a fan convention, obviously, for Minecraft. And this mm-hmm. is the first one that's happened since Microsoft acquired um, My- Minecraft. And it took place at the Excel Center in London yep. over two days. And it was a really big event. They had one half the exhibit, exhibition center was taken over by a big stage. There was another big area that was full of like panels and um, where YouTubers did like kind of panels. They talked about updates, they talked about the Telltale game. Yep. And there was also shops selling loads of cool Minecraft merchandise and stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely you could, as soon as you went in, you kind of realized if you were a kid that was really into Minecraft, this would be your heaven no like it was just it was absolutely incredible. like seeing some of these kids just go absolutely mad for things that were clearly beyond me i didn't yeah. really understand what i was looking at because yeah. we're just losing their minds even during the opening ceremony when they had all these youtubers kind of come out and there were kids like screaming and going crazy because to them these are these are celebrities yeah. these are people they've spent hours watching every day and it was just <laughs> way over my head was no one screaming for you no unfortunately oh. actually no it was kind of funny because i was wearing the the ign uh shirt nice and um i was like right at, up at the front filming the opening ceremony <laughs> even though you weren't supposed to be on stage you were told that it's a fan convention there's no special treatment for press because obviously we're press wankers yeah and it was like rory rory get get close to the front <laughs> i said to him like so you get some good shots of the opening ceremony and he's like yeah so i might i looked at the footage guy. i was like this is really good like how did you get so close I was really worried he somehow got into like like the like the wheelchair section I was like Rory don't do that what you think they'd seen me and just thought oh bless let's yeah. put him near, you were like near the make front. a wish 
I was. So what did you do? I, I was. I was uh, very near the front. I got very lucky. I think I was so much of a problem at he that point. He pushed his way really in. Really stressed out. So they were like, "Yep, it's fine. Just like go sit here." So I got pretty close. And then one point, I was kind of like filming the crowd, uh, swiveling around, and the kid must have seen the back of my shirt and he was like IGN IGN and he was like pointing to all his friends and they were all like all really excited about it that Aww. was really cool yeah and I gave him a big thumbs up and a big smile but aside from you Rory yeah. the, obviously, the other highlight from uh, Minecon was obviously uh, HoloLens which you played yeah. uh, Daniel it was at E3 but it was the first time that you've gone kind of hands on yeah, with so Microsoft's take on well it's augmented reality rather than yeah. virtual reality yeah so I think everyone saw um, the really cool presentation that happened at the Microsoft E3 conference where um, somebody played Minecraft and it came to life on a little table and it was like a big 3D model and there was a guy looking at it wearing HoloLens while another person ran around the world and they could like zoom in and make lightning appear and all that sort of stuff and the way it was demoed at E3 there was a camera filming it and what we saw on the screen was what the guy was seeing and while that is true there's a slight caveat to that so I played it and first off I'll say it's really good in so in, in so far as um, what they're calling holograms even though I don't think technically they no, are holograms no. but yeah. whatever they're calling holograms they're really good they're really detailed the resolution's really high the colour's really good mm-hmm. and I, when I saw like the Minecraft um, kind of model on the table I was like crouching down looking around it all the kind of hand gestures the headset recognised really um, sharply and the voice commands are really good but there's one big problem with it is the demo and the trail of HoloLens make it seem like you're in a world of holograms that are yeah. surrounding you. Yeah. But a bit like VR would be. Like yeah. a bit like VR yeah. where yeah, you can still see like your living room, but this hologram superimposed upon it. When you put on HoloLens for the first time, what it actually is, it's really hard to like I think maybe convey exactly, but it's like when you're looking through the lens, there's like just a wide screen that takes up the middle part of the visor right and that's where all the holograms are restricted to right so in my preview that's on the site it's i said it's like looking through a letterbox and looking through to a world of holograms but that's the only space through which you can see the holograms. so so is it around it still see-through or is it around it black around it is still see-through right so it kind okay. of has this hard edge to it this hard so it's rectangle it's like yeah. a gotcha, widescreen gotcha, cinema gotcha. screen so it's kind of frustrating because you're looking at the table and seeing like this 3D model of Minecraft, but you're only seeing whatever you can see through that box. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to see all of it simultaneously. So, but do you think that is a technical limitation or do you think that's be. because like you're, you're still interacting well, with your environment? So it's you need to of kind th- of see of things. Like what one, is I can you. see the utility of the fact that you don't want to take up all the lens because I was walking around the table. Yeah. And if it like took up all my vision, even though you'd you walk still into see something. that, I might walk, walk into something. But at the same time, it was just frustrating because right. you it kind of ruined the illusion. I, th- I think at this point, it's got to mm. be a technical limitation. I mean, the only it ruined the illusion people, definitely. The, the problem that people have with with VR is that it, it takes up everything, and you are immersed in this world, and you become quite disorientated, and you don't know what's happening in the real world. With augmented reality, you don't really have that problem because it is a see through lens. So even if it is taking up the whole scope of the lens, it's still just playing with things that are existing in real life. Sure. So yeah. I don't think it would be that big of a problem. Then, but it also, like, it was frustrating me because the first part of the demo, it was like I was playing Minecraft normally on a TV screen. Yeah. But the TV screen only existed on HoloLens. So I sat on the sofa with a controller in hand and I was looking at the wall and I said, mate TV. And what it did was create a big widescreen TV on the wall. And I said, like, make huge TV. And it went even bigger. Right. And even though the TV screen, like, got bigger, 
I can still only see it where it existed within that small area right. of the lens. Right. So even though the screen was bigger, so if I looked up, I could see the top of the screen, I looked down, yeah. I could see the bottom of the screen. If I just looked dead on, I was still getting as much screen that fit into that, fit that box. You'd have, to, you'd have to step backwards to yeah. get the whole thing. And it was right. just strange, okay. right? And it's like if you read any like write-up of HoloLens that's on the internet, everyone comes back to that as the one thing. Like right. Beyond that, the technology is incredibly impressive. Yeah. But also, I don't think this has been stressed enough. HoloLens is not a peripheral. Like it run, it's, it's a computer. Its, it's a standalone yeah. unit. It's like I was playing yeah. Minecraft, and it was running on Hololens. It wasn't running on a PC or an Xbox, and this was streaming it. That was running it, so it's not. It's a. It's a personal computer. It's so its in theory, thing. I could be wearing that on a train. You can be wearing it wherever you like. I'd love to wear that on a train. Play Minecraft. Cool. Make Minecraft. <gasps> Sorry, I'm not touching you. I'm actually just fiddling with my blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Which I do on most yeah. strange Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's hot, in it? Yeah. That would be amazing. Imagine what, all... fiddling with your blocks on a public transport? <laughs> Imagine when a, if a conversation is, like, kind of boring, you're, like, at a bar, like, talking to someone and be like, yeah, yeah, I really think that... Make TV. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. that was pretty good. And then it'll just, like, appear in the you're background. You're just looking at porn. Yeah, well, obviously. So what it sounds like watch? it's more of an extension of, say, Google Glass. Yeah. Than perhaps I, which like, I never used. Like no, all the, no, all the use of that being a thing that was never yeah. a thing that actually became tangible. Whereas also trying it on, if it like I asked Microsoft, it sounds like this is pretty close to being the final thing as well. Like yeah, I'm right. saying things might change, but when you play with it, like the first time I played Morpheus, it had bits of tape on it. Yeah, yeah. I played yeah. Oculus when it was a prototype. Yeah, this feels like a, a consumer product. It right. feels very refined. Like it could go this year do you think there's time though if if so many people are having complaints about the having it you know yeah. limited to this do you think that's something that they would have time to change i don't know what so i guess it's kind of almost like an kind of akin to an apple thing where you want to make the technology as good as possible so yeah. when it launches it wows everyone and gets everyone on board but if you're going to iterate on it quickly yeah then you can get away with it well, but this it. is yeah. so this is so kind of more out there than I, anything else I feel like the first iteration has to wow people. It can't be like a, a half measure. It can't be like, I promise though, because you're never going to get the people to get behind it yeah. in such a way. Well, that's true. And I, like, obviously, uh, Minecraft has been such a big part of what they've yeah. kind of shown. There has to be something else that it's going to offer. And I thought this was the coolest thing, actually, playing it, is what they said is, the, the guys I spoke to were working on HoloLens, and I said to them, how long have you been, like, working with Minecraft on HoloLens? Has this been, like, a thing since day one? They said, actually, it's quite a recent thing. But they thought it's perfect, actually, to illustrate what you can do with the technology. Yeah. And they said what they want to do is, actually, no, it's not like, if you play Minecraft with HoloLens, it's not all about, like playing it on your table and it's like this big model yeah. actually they, they're quite happy for you to sit on your sofa play it and then occasionally say build on table if you want like say you're building something yeah. and you're building it away using the big TV through HoloLens on your wall but then you want to maybe get a God's eye perspective. You say build on table and you can just like look around and assess what you want do you to do. To, do you have to hold your chin? You've got to hold your chin and go. In a really wanky like, you're way. You're basically like Kevin MacLeod <laughs> in Grand Designs going, ooh, they've done a good job here. Nice but behind schedule and over budget. Wouldn't <laughs> that be weird if that was a hand gesture that it would pick up yeah, on? Like go. it would expand that, the Dan map? Dan Daniel, is, Daniel is thinking. Uh, but like, if you great. want to like look at and then you go back to game and you go yeah. back. And it's like they wanted you to go back and forth through using it. I was like, 
actually that'd be really cool for lots of games like if you were playing service something yeah. and you wanted to like yeah, look, course, at yeah, yeah. Go, look at tabletop or a horror game where imagine if there was oh. a thriller game or a mystery game where you had to look for clues around your living room yeah. and it projected them around yeah, yeah. like Arkham Knight you were playing Arkham Knight for the vast majority of it just like you play any other game yeah. but the detective scenes you actually had to get up and maybe manipulate it minority report style or look around the room sure. so just just as a, cool. just basically to break it up not yeah. to replace whereas VR feels like a totally different thing to me of course of course like yeah. you put that on it depri- deprives all your senses yeah. and suddenly you're, you're transplanted to a very different gaming proposition yeah. whereas this feels like it can accommodate more traditional types of gaming and then embellish it well the fact that you could even uh put the tv on your wall and play it and then swap to a tabletop without even having to take off yeah. the glass because i mean if it ever uh if vr ever become a big part of games it would be really weird you reach a part of the game and they'd be like okay now put on your vr yeah. goggles yeah, 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 and like yeah. swap in between but to be able to just do both with yeah. the headset still on i think that would be like a bit of a game changer so how does it work in terms of like uh opacity for example like because your white wall that you're projecting your screen against is going to be different from my white wall and so or color or you know i like, guess i guess the memory fades a bit but like what i remember is like when i was looking at the screen it felt like where everything where wherever anything was being kind of projected screen wise it felt really rich and colorful yeah i don't i don't remember looking at it and thinking Oh, I can still see the wall or anything. Right. It felt right. like I was looking at a screen. Okay. What about like uh, motion capture? Did motion, it ever feel a motion seems like when it first started up, and I feel like this might be the way it was calibrated because before you try it on, they they ask you to look through these binoculars, sort of thing like medical binoculars that measure the distance between your two eyes, right. and then they feed that number into Hololens, which okay. calibrates it. We did this really quickly, so I don't know if it was properly calibrated to my settings because right. when I was looking through it, I got some. I think in terms of chromatic aberration, where you see like green and red and blue, like yeah, yeah, yeah. hazing, yeah, ghosting. Yeah, yeah. So when Minecraft first started up, I could see Minecraft in white, but then I could see Minecraft outlined in right. red and green and right. blue. So it's, it's kind of like when the 3D's a little off. Yeah, like a 3DS I, I don't know whether those... that was because maybe I didn't fit it properly. Maybe the, the, the number wasn't quite right. Or you've so been drinking. I, I would be forgiven of that because yeah. I, I haven't read that many other places. So yeah. I think maybe I didn't have it fitted. 100%. See, I got that with Jurassic World when we saw that in 3D. Really? Is that like if you're looking straight at the screen, you go slightly off to the side, then you get the kind of the blur or whatever. So if, or if is, you yeah. like tilt your head in a 3D yeah. movie, it goes yeah. off as well. Yeah. So I think that's fine. But like yeah. when I was actually looking at on like the model on the table, it looked brilliant. Like yeah. you're the really high res as well. So now that you've played Oculus, Hololens, and Morpheus, out of the three, which are you most excited by? I'm kind of. I think. I really like the idea about traditional VR because yeah. I think it offers something new and totally different mm-hmm. and I think it will do best when people make games specifically for it. Yeah. And I think still out of all of them, I think Oculus is probably most far along. Yep. And I also think them tying with Xbox is a really savvy decision because suddenly you can get that to a big audience. I think Morpheus, I think it's weird that we didn't hear any more about really it. Really strange. Yeah. There was like, there were lots of demos at E3 but I still think they've not said any... You know, considering the week before Oculus said release window, yeah. they announced a partnership with Microsoft. Obviously, Morpheus doesn't have to do that because it is a Sony thing. Yeah, yeah. But they're still really quiet on when it's going to come out. So yeah. I think Oculus is still the most tangible of all of these things. Yeah. I think I think, I think think HoloLens is a different, slightly different thing. It's you, 
one application is gaming. Yeah. Whereas I think Oculus are really aligning with gaming. That's, HoloLens that's kind of their core. Yeah. HoloLens is like, this is holographic computing. Yeah. That's what the, that's the marketing term they're using. So it's like, it's also like if you're a designer and you make something. Like 3D in, drawings. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. drawings. Like that, yeah. Or if you're a city planner or an architect. Yeah. So it has a multitude of uses of gaming as one. I think yeah. that's why I'd be, um, I'd be more quick to buy a HoloLens than I would be to buy really? a VR. Yeah, I think so. Because like gaming would be really fun to have like a full VR headset, but just the assuming the amount of use multiple uses that you could get out of a, a Hololens, I think it would probably be worth it. I think you'd get more exciting stuff because with the VR, you're still just getting a virtual reality experience in different worlds. But it's a Hololens, completely the absorbing are, experience. That's I guess, thing, but, but it takes you I, to different I still worlds. can't imagine doing a gaming session of like three hours. Yeah, like I do with Arkham Knight with a headset. Oh, and I still think yeah. it's like a. I want to play thirty minute games or yeah. twenty yeah. minute games. Well, I mean, people kind of said the same thing when uh, Nintendo made the 3DS. They were like, I can imagine it being a gimmick, but I'm probably not going to play with 3D on all the time. And I, uh, I don't. There's no option on Oculus to like. Turn off Oculus. That's yeah. just, that's yeah. just yeah. taking it off. Turn off Oculus yeah. is not getting that, that's one. That's like <laughs> on battery. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's interesting. Like in ten years' time, we'll know the answer. Yeah. Like I can definitely see a world where something like Hololens and something like Oculus exist side by side. Because I do think they offer different experiences. Yeah. Or there might be a world where you can transition from one to the other, where there isn't. There's a Hololens that can make its visor fully opaque and offer you a VR experience, but they yeah. do. I do think they offer sufficiently different things to warrant being different things. Okay, yeah. and also, if they didn't, then you've currently got Hololens and and Microsoft Oculus. probably with both. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, they, they see them as different <clears throat> niches. Yeah, or niches. Niches. <laughs> do you think? Uh, do you think the Hololens would ever eventually become what they wanted? Uh, Google Glass to become like this kind of utility that you would just like it'd be like a phone kind uh, of accessory. Google Glass just felt like a crazy expensive experiment. Yeah, and there's lots of I people. I wish I tried it. Like, but uh, like a lot of people have bought it, and now there's no support. I can definitely. Can we, I think we can all imagine a world not far away, like ten years time, where Hololens is your glasses, like the glasses yeah. you're wearing now, and yeah. you can be skyping someone. I want that contact not, lenses. That's what I want. I want. Uh, uh, AR contact lenses that would be cool oh yeah so you just, just watch TV just all the slot time them in and then have them yeah. <laughs> just watch TV all the time oh eh? yeah just like real life uh, well let us know what you think about HoloLens and of course Morpheus and uh, Oculus Rift you can email us at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com now we're going to shift over to the cool stuff of this week. Of and course. powers, you're up first. Yes, the first cool thing of the week is that Nintendo have announced the release date for the NFC reader slash adapter for the original uh, Nintendo 3DS. So the newer models, basically, they come with... Um, that has it already. And then, yeah, exactly. So all you have to do is, if you have an Amiibo, hold it down on the touchscreen or whatever, yeah. and it reads it into the game. Obviously, the older ones didn't come with that, so they're releasing kind of a peripheral that you presumably plug into the, the device, which means people with an older console, like myself, yeah. we don't have to upgrade just so we can get Amiibo support for our sure. games. So they said it's coming out on September 25th, okay. and a lot of people worried about the price because with a peripheral like this, you know, they could pretty much jack it up and people are going to... If it's going to be less than buying a new console, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're probably going to do it anyway. Yeah. But uh, approximately 20 US dollars. That's very cheap. Which is pretty good. What does NFC stand for? Oh my gosh, I learned it and I was so afraid you were going to ask. Do you know? Near yeah. field communication. Near, yeah, near field communication. Not Nintendo field communication. Because um, that sounds like it'd be walkie-talkie so that you take into war. 
It's a bit of string between two cans. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Tie one around your amiibo and tie one around. The are you uh, are you an, an amiibo collector? Uh, I have. Well, I, I bought the link just because I wanted it. And then yeah. you gave me a Bowser. Is Link and, your favorite Nintendo character? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh, you've yeah, never played a Zelda game. How did you tell, Dan? Is that what you've gone for? Well, I think when I grew up, I was like, I want to be like Link. So I had like, I had blonde hair already. So I was like, I'll just grow it out a bit. And then uh, Where's keep, the the, keep the dream alive. Those are my pajamas. I sleep <laughs> okay. in them. Cuddle up with a little Hyrule shield and uh, a little Navi as well. Um, Have you got, is that what uh, she's called? <laughs> Navi's the fairy. Yeah. But changes. Thanks for, thanks for clarifying that for me, Rory. I was making a joke about maybe some woman you slept with. Oh, fine. right. No, no. no it's fine. That was Rory. tattle. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't know who Navi is. Cheers. Yeah, how's, how's your tingle? <laughs> um, well, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about it because I actually have Amiibo and I've never used them as they're supposed to be used. <laughs> what have you been doing? Jesus, oh playing with them. Oh my God. Are, you, are you lonely, Rory? <laughs> Look, do you, you say I'm just going, ah, I'm going to beat you up, brother? The export, <laughs> that's definitely not what I was thinking. The export times I was thinking of the shape of Kirby. Keep confused. it clean. <laughs> the Bowser has got a spiny back. <laughs> Kirby. Yeah, yeah. Pure little Kirby. I was wondering right. why he had such a little sad little face on him. <laughs> I've, I've got something that's more exciting than that. Oh, well, let's... But let's it was only out. a brief glimpse into the future. Um, so last week, uh, the alpha, the closed alpha for Star Wars Battlefront opened up. Mm -hmm. And you obviously were at E3, so you played it. Yeah. So you're like, eh, I've had this. Yeah, what is it? Oh, Dan, I'm so... I'm but you dying, played I'm it so too. Cool. Yeah. What and hell was that? I was trying to improve and it went... The Cockney. Went worse. Um, it's a breeze past. And man, I am excited by that game. I was excited before, but yeah. having played the Hoth level... And the oh, you had to play um, the other one too. Yeah, that was yeah. so the Hoff level was the kind of traditional multiplayer. Mm -hmm. Thirty-two players, forty players—I can't remember exactly what it was, but a lot of players. Yeah, uh, siding with either the Imperials or the Rebel Alliance, etc. But then there was also the—it was kind of like a horde mode, where you play a Rebel and you've got waves of Imperials coming in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you didn't get to play that. No. So let's talk about the the kind of the main kind of like Hoth mode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, just the fact that it, it is Battlefront, uh, sorry, Battlefield, that is basically what it is. But the fact that you can pilot X-Wings, Y-Wings, uh, Snowspeeders, um, TIE Fighters, my whole team stole ATSDs, all the bonuses. It's like, oh my God. Uh, but also just even the kind of stuff on foot was fun. I felt like I was not really really shit which is good for me in those kind of games yeah so I, I've played a lot of um, FPS games before um, like the first kind of thing that I found with it was that the the whole kind of build of the game is a little bit uh, more sluggish a little slower than a lot mm. of the ones I guess because of like advanced warfare and things like that now people are used to like exosuits and shooting and flying a mm. much more fast paced game so this was maybe like a little bit of a step back back to kind of like this more sluggish feel to it but it's still quite action packed some of the, the backpacks you can get are yeah. kind of like exosuits where they give you these jumps yeah. so you can launch forward um, and there's a definitely a really cool array of weapons which builds I bloody, into it I really love that jump like that jetpack yeah. jump the jetpack really jump good cause it, like, it's on the cooldown but when you use it just right it's really good yeah. I think more so on the Tatooine level where there's more yeah. verticality to the map when you jump up like a couple of times I did it and you're just like shooting down on a stormtrooper yeah. it's really satisfying I yeah. had it on the Hoth one where I um, had my the, the triple grenade launcher thing and I would just oh, pop yeah, up yeah. and go goosh, yeah. goosh, goosh, and then just that was cool. Yeah. Really fun. Um, but as I said, I, I never actually got to 
uh, experience any of the the flying or anything yeah, like stuff. that. Yeah. So I mean, that was kind of confusing because there wasn't too much explanation that came into it. I don't really understand the ways in which you achieve these power ups. If it is a, a personal player thing, or if it's a joint team, if it's objectives based or kill based. Well, you know the power ups that kind of appear. Yeah, I, I just kind of I, I assumed that they were just kind of on a, a region. So, oh really? Um, that, that's how I kind of saw it because yeah, um, you know, multiple times somebody would run in front of me, they'd grab the tie fighter power up or whatever, and then obviously some of the t- tie off. fighter fly around. But when they died, then it would reappear. So you'd oh, only right. have a certain number of TIE Fighters, a certain number of... Because sp- otherwise, everybody would be flying around in X-Wings and stuff. Yeah. It'd be a bit kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but the thing I liked about it is that like, flying a helicopter in Battlefield was really hard to do it well. Whereas I found flying in Battlefront was much, much easier. Well, which one were you flying? An X-Wing or...? Yeah, pretty much everything, actually. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, I can turn my hand to any kind of flying vehicle. Well, you can fly in an ADAT, so... Uh, you can. And <laughs> Takes off with this little. Well, you can't fly, fly in at it. it. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. But I, but I can pilot it. Yeah, and I piloted well, it really goddamn well. Can you pilot things that don't fly? Like, do you pilot a boat? Well, no, you're, well, you, uh, you sail a boat. So why would well, you pilot an at at? Because well, you do. Yeah, you, I think you drive, you drive it. it. No, drive you pilot an at at. Yeah, I agree. I agree. In fact, I think the main character is called an at at. Oh, that's right. Talk amongst yourselves while I oh find God. out. This has gone off beast. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I really did enjoy the game. And I think as soon as when the full build oh. comes out and there's kind of a more established understanding of... We're always filling until he's been proved wrong. <laughs> more of an understanding Ooh. of how you get... He's an at-at... Driver! <laughs> I totally called it! At-at driver. That's what yeah. I'm driver's playing. But that, that might... <laughs> that's crap joke. So that, crap that was joke. off, the, right. off of a, a Lego attack, but that, which might not be true in the Star Wars Battlefront universe. But in the Lego universe, that's true. That. Until uh, proven wrong, I think. Yeah. I'll, take, I'll take this W. At-at. Apparently you do. Apparently the driver drives the AT-AT. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm extremely excited for that game. Me I too. cannot wait for it to come out. And it's only, what, like four months away? It's not that long. Are you going to play on PC or console? Well, we've got good PCs now. We do. So maybe both. You won't be. You're on a Mac, so you won't be able to play that, mate. So oh. just saying. <laughs> what? Well, it would run on Mac. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're pretty good but ones. The one thing it made me realise is that because I've been so kind of console oriented for the last forever long. Yeah. You can be so much more accurate with a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, that's one thing I found it really hard to shoot in that game. But the but also because all the the guns are blasters lasers yeah the range on them is miles compared to like a normal fps but but that's it yeah it was kind of it, like it most of the targets i was shooting at were like tiny little dots but that maybe that's why it, i felt it like so hard because i'm used to like bullets and it's like boom boom you're like hitting yeah. the target these kind of felt like shoot and you could almost like see the lasers go yeah. out yeah. like you almost had to anticipate the delay of hitting your target and yeah and of course, you don't have ammo. It's like a cooldown thing as well. So it's yeah. just these little changes that if you're used to FPS, you know, it'll probably take a short while to get used to. Mm. Well, so I'm um, used to like like piloting at it's not driving. Them. So oh, that's right. probably so, where I was that's, going what, that's what threw you. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I, I'm a bit of a pro when it comes to that. I'm not used to driving. So of course, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get used to that by the final game. What about you, Creeper? What's been making cool you hot stuff. under the collar recently? It's a weird way to interest <laughs> this. Um, so overnight um, it's rumoured and it looks like this might be happening because it seems to get more realistic with every minute 
don't know why I've said it like that. How is it getting more relaxed? I don't know what I'm saying. How's it got more relaxed? Sorry, sorry, last night it was rumour, then we're coming today and it seems like more of a of a thing. Um, Marissa Tomei might be Aunt May in the new Spider-Man movie and she might appear in Civil War right. as Aunt May. Right. If I were to You not, didn't know who Marissa Tomei no, was. I didn't. But I Googled her and I was like, hmm. <laughs> Sam May. Yes. Oh, I feel better now because I don't recognize the name. Should I Google it now? Well, it's one of yeah. those things, right? It's not. You wouldn't imagine her being. Well, in okay. all, all of the iterations I've seen of Aunt May, I wouldn't have uh, so said. Oh. Aunt May is traditionally old and grey. Rather elderly. She has white hair. She's. Yeah bit more frail um in the original sam raimi movie she was played by rosemary harris it was more the kind of archetypal aunt may yeah. in the amazing spider-man movie she's played by sally fields kind of late 60s i guess sally yeah. field is so again not quite like the white-haired aunt may but still yeah. older aunt may and then marissa to is obviously different she's <laughs> younger she's 50 <laughs> the, the, the milf aunt what, what's her name marissa what am i saying <laughs> marissa to may yeah to Marissa Aunt May. Marissa, for some reason, I said Marissa then. I was thinking of OC. I was like, Marissa's not our Aunt May, is she? What? Sorry, we're talking about the OC. Oh, I have no May. idea what you're talking Sorry, about anymore. Sorry, we're talking about um, the OC. Uh, like, well, Rory Googles I'm not going to find her by the time this whole thing's <laughs> oh, over. I think, I think I've got her. I think I've got her. Anyway, got so her. you're a big Spider-Man fan. Yes. Um, so Spider-Man himself, Peter Parquet... Pizza parquet, yeah. pizza parquet flooring. <laughs> this is going to be a bus selector. That's Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? That's about? not Aunt May. What do you think about Roy? She's way too young. I thought Aunt May's. How old do you think she is? I don't know. Actually, yeah. Well, that's, no, I said no, how guess, old do you think she is? Don't look her age. How old do you think? Late thirties. She looks good. I know. She's really good. Fifty. She's fifty. What? Yeah, but Aunt even May. that's going to be jarring. Well, I guess. Uh, Peter Parker is younger in this That's one. That's the thing. Anyway, so, like, so I'm thinking of like Tom, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, so this Tom, is like, <laughs> I don't, so don't have it on me, but Tom Holland, I think he's like something like 20, 19, but I think they're going to play Peter as like 15, 16. So right. kind of going back to, you know, what Peter Parker was. He's at high school. Yeah. He's a young kid. He's not a spider, you know, he's, but he's Spider-Man. Yeah. So he has a lot of responsibility, even though he's a very young kid. And with great responsibility comes great power yeah Wrong and, with, and with, with, with Marissa Tomei as your aunt <laughs> that's what Ooh, he's got now um, yeah, so, so it sounds like she's going to be oh in God. Civil War hey just calm down sorry calm down calm I down, need Rory. to stop looking at this um, I right. love the fact he's looking at it on a Pokemon phone yeah Pokemon phone yeah this is why Rory doesn't need HoloLens he'd be looking oh at Marissa Tomei yeah oh yeah I would be like Marissa Tomei and they would just be popping up everywhere. Are you gonna say I, it like I would mocap her onto your faces, so you'd be like talking. And that's weird. I got weird. Mate, that's it? that's yeah. weird. Now, what you pretty weird. Say anyway. So it seems like this is a thing. And to go a bit more on Spider-Man, what they're trying to do is they said they're gonna cast a lot more of the supporting characters yeah. while they search for a writer. But I'm sure they've got a writer kind of lined up. That's kind of weird. Yeah, but. They've done quite well so far with the writers. I'm sure they've got someone working on something. But as a writer, would you not have a kind of vision as to who the person is going to play that I role? I think if you're a writer, you don't... No, because as a writer, you you write the script before casting ever happens. Like, obviously... No, of course, yeah, but oh, you have oh, a oh, mind... I'm sure, oh, I'm yeah, sure like, yeah. any writer does. Like, just like when you read a book, you yeah. kind of... Maybe sometimes... Like, sometimes when I read fiction, I cast certain actors sometimes as right. characters even. Give me an example. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of... Um, so I read the uh, I read the Godfather novel, and in the role of Michael Corleone, I cast Al Pacino. Oh. Sure. 
I thought I would have uh, <laughs> <been like, laughs> That is such a boring story. <laughs> it was an intentionally boring story. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but like, I don't know. Well, I think if you're a writer, you write for the characters rather than sure. who you'd want. Because yeah. these are characters that have been around for so long. I think it's easy to write for those characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, it's a cool choice. I think lots of people, there's a bit of like saying she's too young, but... She does look a lot younger than 50. Like, how far yeah. do you think uh, maybe this is going to be? Her, she'll be more involved with the actual film than yeah. just her kind of in the first half of the movie and for the final scene, which she yeah. has been in the... Prop to get yeah. captured. Yeah, in the, amazing, in the Amazing Spider-Man movie, she was there just to go, oh, Peter, are you doing... Yeah. Oh, I really love you. Like, she might be like actually more involved with the actual movie. Right. Cool. Yeah. How far do you think this is going to be from the cinematic Spider-Man that we've kind of come to grow up with? Because I mean, like all these things, like a pretty young Peter Parker, a pretty young Ant. Like, is this going to be quite uh, different? I from think they'll like- want. I think they'll want Peter Parker to be what you've seen in in the original Sam Raimi movie. There's the what is there? There's like thirty minutes when he's at school. Yeah. In the um, the first Amazing Spider-Man movie, he's kind of at school, and then yeah. he grows up. Spider-Man will stay at school for yeah. all the Marvel movies. I think they want that contrast because. Tony Stark is late 40s he's yeah. like 50 nearly like yeah. I guess something like that a lot of the heroes are late 30s Hulk Caps what early 30s well, a lot of the characters are that you know 30 to 50 year old yeah. bracket what about Teen Hulk Teen Hulk I don't know I just made that up <laughs> <laughs> but like this this will distinguish it will, I think they even said that I think Kevin Feige said what you want from the Spider-Man movie it's not quite the same but the, one of the things he said is like he'd like it to be like a John Hughes movie right like a teen movie which we've not had for ages yeah, yeah. just yeah. like Ant-Man's a heist movie or yeah. Winter Soldier is a thriller they want this to be a movie for teenagers yeah. but not in a I think some people might read that as like oh what a bit crap yeah. like yeah. teenagers are unsophisticated no yeah. actually just a movie that that plays upon those dilemmas yeah. Yeah. In, a well, re- in a very serious way because being a teenager is crap. Even yeah. the, the the first one with Tobey Maguire and he was in school dealing with the yeah. bully in the cafeteria and, and all yeah, these kind of that, like tropes that, that you have. Yeah. Which, which I think loads of people love those scenes. Like, yeah, I, I thought it was... Part, like, I think if anyone's who like suffers any kind of bullying when they're a kid, like it's an amazing scene. It's yeah. an amazing scene. But then he grows up. He moves to the city. He's at university. And you never see him go to actually university anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He's now working for a big paper. And suddenly yeah. the character becomes slightly less relatable. Because yeah. suddenly he's this well, successful but, photographer. Yeah. Like, like you, Rory. Un- unless you were Moves a, a hardcore big city and then emo <laughs> kid, you weren't going to relate to Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3. 3 at all. <laughs> but if they keep him in school, I think suddenly there's this, there's loads of stuff that he never even touched upon. Yeah. I think that's, that's cool. Yeah, totally. That's cool. Fair totally. I think it'll do pretty well. The last cool <laughs> the serious thing story. For this week. <laughs> I love the, the transitions. Yeah, this has been great ordering. So the last cool thing on the cool stuff list is that Japan has accepted the US robot fight challenge. So Do if you, you guys provide some context, yeah, slow. I, 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 I assume everyone's been keeping up to date with it like I have viciously. Um, so Japan and the US have both been working on their own kind of fighter robots. They're actually uh, there's one specifically that's commercially available in Japan. We did a news story on it a while back. Um, you can buy it on Amazon right. in Japan. Basically, you can drive it down the street and it fires uh, BB guns at like 
a billion a second. It's it's a sane like. I think, a, I think you're making that up. Well, maybe that a, a bit billion of a, a second. Or <laughs> <laughs> so just be a, a solid stream of BB guns. A lot a second. Um, and and you can, mean BBs, not BB guns, because BB guns. <laughs> no, are it things fires the guns, <laughs> and then the guns, guns. fire BBs. It's like a, an insane <laughs> it's really barrage. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that that is the American in you coming out. Just like guns. <laughs> it's a gun that fires guns. That fires That's the most bullets. American thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, so. Um, Alongside that, Megabots, which is the company in the U.S. <laughs> Megabots. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. They've built their own uh, two-man pilot uh, fighting robot, which can fire three-pound paintball cannons, uh, cannonballs at wow. over 100 miles three per pounds. hour. Three pounds? That's really heavy. They were like denting cars. Like, like obliterating things. Uh, so they basically were kind of playfully uh, challenging the, okay. the Japan to a robot fight. So what? you sit inside the U.S. one? Uh, and, and the uh, and the Japanese one, okay. which I was a little confused about because I thought they were kind of a robot uh, driven, not piloted. I right. assumed then that they were mech suits. That's essentially okay. What, yeah, so there will in, be people in Titanfall. Inside. Do you drive uh, a mech or do you pilot a mech? Oh, you're a pilot. Do you think, you're a pilot do you, do you think the fact that it can fly or hover yeah. changes the verb? It jumps. Yeah, but I think that you're not going to see you, you would drive a robot. You would pilot. Yeah, you would drive a robot. But would you, uh, would you dri- Especially, like, for instance, like a power suit in Aliens, you drive that because it's almost like more workmanly. It no, depends. Like, no. The power, so, suit, so the power suit in Aliens, you drive I would it. say you drive uh, that. Sorry, no, you pilot it. Sorry, you got me confused. I think the I would say you drive that because it seems so, mo- anything, so workmanlike. Anything yeah. that's wheeled or tracked, you drive. Anything else is piloted. Well, I'm, you pretty, drive I'm pretty sure both of these are wheeled. Do you pilot yourself? Right. What? Do you yeah. pilot yourself? No, that's a ridiculous thing. <laughs> you drive yourself, obviously. <laughs> that's what I'm driven. Is. Yeah, of course. Uh, basically, the Japanese responded by saying... The Japanese. Uh, <laughs> the Japanese responded. Yeah, well, I feel like, yeah, this is a um, political uh, podcast. They said, they'll fight, absolutely, but come on, guys, make it cooler. Just building something huge and sticking guns on it, that's super American. Which is kind of true because the American robot is like, it just has these giant cannons on it. Whereas like the Japanese one has like, uh, like all these different kind of accessories. So they're not just like throwing everything on well, like one what? giant cannon. They the have like, um, what kind of accessories are they? It's got <laughs> braided hair and, and beads. Yeah. No, it's got lovely it's, set of earrings. It's, it's got uh, it's got smashing blouse. <laughs> It's got guns on its arms, and then even ones that like uh, pop up. So still, guns. still What's guns. More still guns. Yeah. yeah, of course, right. it's more guns. What else is it? Rory, so it's like a bubble he, shield Rory, or something. You think Rory went into accessorize? He's like, this is crap. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the guns? Where's the guns? Guns. So basically, uh, both countries have one year from now to make changes to the right. robot. So hopefully, they'll take the human aspect out of it, so yeah. they don't have three-pound paintballs coming flying well, through windshields. They'll be up to like ten-pound paintballs by then that rips through kind of like solid Just steel. Obliterated. Yeah. Imagine going to like a, a paintball field and someone shows up with this like I wanna, suit or one of those mech suits and just like firing through trees. I want us to enter it. I want Britain to enter it and basically just send over like Sergeant Bash from Robot. <laughs> Like, or the rover that got lost on Mars. There was, because um, I've worked in this area for a while, there was an actual robot war shop just off of Good Street. That can't have done much. Did they sell I, robots? But like, I, I remember when I started like this new job and I walked past and I was like, oh my God, there's a robot war how many, shop. How many, robot, how many robots from Robot Wars can you name? Can you remember? How many can you remember? So Kill A Lot. So Kill A Lot, yep. Oh, I've given you one already, Sergeant Bash. Yeah, uh, I think I'm done. 
Was there not another one? Was well, there's, there, was, there's lots more. Well, no, I mean, do, do you know more? I know more. Right. I know at least two more. Go on then. Matilda. I didn't know. And that. Dead Metal. I think I remember. You dead could metal. just be making that. And up. Craig Charles. Yeah. <laughs> but let me find them. No, 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 Dead Metal and Matilda. People will know them. Right. Matilda. No, oh, Matilda. that would have been good. Metal. Oh, so it's not even. I just pulled my phone those pictures and wrist to me. She wasn't in Robot Wars. Um, <laughs> it's not even a play on words. It's just Matilda. Matilda. Yeah, but I think it's like it's supposed to be. Like, oh, she's so cute. And then. Yeah. Uh, well, well, the the actual, chainsaw for a tail. The um the American developers Megabots they actually want to make uh, a UFC style robot fighting league. So they want to see how this one goes, and then hopefully make it maybe like an annual or a biannual event where maybe even uh, other countries can like enter in. <laughs> but and I have think like ro- would you not watch the robot like wars? But it sounds but it would be in a program that was around like fifteen years ago, <laughs> whenever it was. It was like shoeboxes with a buzzsaw the attached to it, thing is, being right. like wheeled out and obliterated. The I want to see thing giant people for me like, is I for that robot yeah. to go into battle on its own accord with its own intelligence okay. and then smack the crap no God. because then the next thing is then they go why are we fighting each other we well, should turn on the sentient. humans yeah. and then Skynet. they'll and then they'll judgment day so I've got the name of all the house robots from yeah. I don't remember some of these and yeah. some of them sound a bit rubbish so one, of them's called, one of them's called Cassius Chrome <laughs> not even that. a pun <laughs> it's Cassius Clay Classi- what begins with a C that's slightly Chrome alliteration um, so um, he he has a speed of 20 miles per hour. Um, That's quite fast. Dead, me- fast. dead metal, 12 miles per hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it feels like we're playing top jumps. Growler. <laughs> Growler. <laughs> There's one called Growler. The Growler is powered by six batteries. <laughs> and, not included. Uh, not included. Do you want to know what Growler's weaponry was? Had front jaw. <laughs> Have from yours with a force of 200 psi. <laughs> I, think, I think I've gone out with her. Yeah, had sheer destructive power. Weakness very pretty unpredictable. <laughs> and causes damage to the arena. <laughs> and Matilda. Uh, also had Mr. Psycho. I don't remember Mr. Mr. Psy- Psycho. Ref, ref bot. Uh, Sergeant Bash and Shunt. Right. I said Shunt. Yeah. And Sir Killalot. Yeah. Shunt Hunt. I, I like Sir Kill a lot. He was my favorite because he was the one that would push them into the the holes, like the fire into pits. The really I think that was fire no, yeah. Yeah. Was was a match. I thought I thought it was Growler. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so that's so, all your robot fighting. Uh, there you go. The week. Well, uh, if it ever happens, I want you to do the commentary on oh, IGN. Yeah, let's uh, fly me over there. I'll do it. I'll get in well, the suit prob- if they let prob- me. Probably just watch it on the internet and then commentate off that. <laughs> or that, yeah, sure. Do you want to growl his method of attack? Or should we leave this now? <laughs> I want to know. Grabs with jaws, holds, and pushes into arena hazards or a fellow house robot. So, <laughs> there you go. Effective. I do, I do like a, a, a big growl. <laughs> Um, like so, shifting away from cool stuff, we're moving on to stool stuff. I love that we only have one stool stuff. I love how this changes. It's nice because it's, well. like, it's like <laughs> I'm struggling. This is really good though. Cool and stool is very strong. That makes sense. Next yeah. week it's going to because oh. stool is another word. The feces, if <laughs> you weren't aware. <laughs> so, uh, just. and so it's just one thing, and I picked this. It's just a sample, a, a small sample. <laughs> a small, <laughs> a small stool. <laughs> Uh, I can't think of anything else to follow that with (laughs) so I'm going to follow through with this and it's um, the first picture of the new Ghostbusters I don't know if it's called Ecto-1 but it's the Ghostbusting I think the sign um, license plate says that Ecto-1 I think it does say it right okay and so 
let me caveat this is that it's not so much the car itself although I have got some questions around like it's supposed to be set in the modern day this film but that car looks like a hunk of shit quite frankly yeah so that I think that tells you about where they are so well, that's Even it, yeah. though we do the job that we do, like I wasn't super up on what this was. For a while, I thought this was kind of a continuation. I, th- I didn't think it was a reboot. reboot. I thought yeah. it was kind of a continuation of um, the original. It's just like 20... But I think it is a reboot now. So right. I, sh- like, I feel like I should know more. But I've kind of stayed away from it. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. kind of interested in the movie. Yeah. So I was trying to like not read too much about it. But I do think it is a full reboot. So it sounds like so they are... So the original film never existed. Yeah, so they aren't doing all that well, so hence the crappy car. Okay, well, it's still quite good, though. It's yeah. better than the original Ecto one, which looked like a kind of cobbled together, like, that looked like... But that was a, kind of the charm of it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whereas this. this looks a little bit more pro. But I think the bigger thing for me is I just wish that people, directors specifically, would stop tweeting out pictures from films that aren't coming oh, for ages no. away. Because I think the other thing that came out this week was uh, a pick of... Um, I forgot the name of the actress, Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, Melissa McCarthy, yeah. In the jumpsuit, but without anything else. So it yeah. looks like this really unflattering yeah. um, well, brown jumpsuit with orange kind of like yeah. rings on it. Well, she's just stood there. It's not like a like a pose. Yeah. Like she's been caught candidly just like in between takes. But it's not the first time you want to see it because people yeah. will bitch and moan about the costume. It's like, yeah. you're not seeing it in action. You're not yeah. seeing it in the best light. And yeah. it's like all the leaked pictures. Like I've been to film sets. Film sets and costumes. They're look, not sexy. Look, they look awful. Yeah. Like, off, yeah, yeah. like when they're not lit properly. Like there's been props and stuff. They just look terrible. They yeah. look, they look fake yeah because they are fake yeah well exactly what I know, proton I know. pack doesn't but it's work true, though, like, plasma when, rival but when stuff serious? isn't lit properly it's, it's a proton it looks pack so I, know, I was hoping no one was going to bring it up because like it looks well when you see it like that it's like if you were wearing it it'd be like it's, a, it's like mundane if you see yeah, it in everyday life yeah yeah it doesn't have the, Although, the movie magic if I saw somebody walking down Oxford Street with like four ghostbusters out of it I'd be like yes fair play to them that'd be really cool so that's another question will they keep that Oh, they're going go- to. How, like, what is Ghostbusters? Big philosophical question. But like Superman, for instance, when Brian Singer brought it back with Superman Returns, they retained the John Williams theme tune because that yeah. is Superman. Yeah. Like yeah. you hear that, that. But then Man of Steel, they had to get rid of it. Yeah. Well, the, well, this, Do you it's hear like that? that is that is. I think they definitely. They, well, like, they've kept the same logo. But imagine if they hadn't have kept the Star Wars theme for like Episode Seven. Oh God! Yeah. <gasps> but that's continued. That's the thing. That's continued. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah. But, the, yeah. but in this, they've kept the same Ghostbusters logo on their arm. Yeah. They call you know they've not broken entirely with the it past. It has to have. Ray Well, that's that's the whole point. If you're going to cash in on in a way. So, but that's what I. If you're going to cash in on like the nostalgia factor of rebooting a popular franchise, you need to. You can keep as fresh as you want, but you're going to need to do these. And you can things. only change so, exactly. so many things. You're going to need to have these little like checks to cash, where it's like, oh, the theme song kicks in. That's already going to be a moment that people are going to enjoy yeah. when they see the, the cars and the suits. You know, these are going to be moments that that will bring back a lot of memories. I don't think you can go changing them as much yeah. as easy it is to to explain why they're driving this old car in the present day, like as we said, like money problems. Yeah. It's most likely because in a board meeting they were like, we need to keep the car because people love yeah. the car and they want to see the car again. That's most likely the reason why yeah. they're still driving that car. Yeah. It is, it's a different car. It's not the same car. Well, it's similar. It's still yeah, an old similar, crappy Yeah, yeah. No, they're not They've like driving up. a... Yeah. I do a like that Chris Hemsworth is their secretary. Yes. I think that's, that's really funny. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like... He's quite a funny guy, actually. I've seen him in other films where he's quite funny. Just to kind of continue on the topic of getting rid of like old stuff, 
Seeing Star Wars, but without the uh, 20th Century Fox fanfare, oh. is going to so, be because well, that's weird. in your head. That's the intro to that yeah. piece of music. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's because it, it's going to have "Wish Upon a Star." Yeah, is it the Pinocchio thing, like uh, the Disney theme? Uh, that's yeah. Is that "Wish Upon a Star"? And then it goes when you wish upon a star. Yeah, what, it's a, yeah, it's a ver- variant. It's of that. Pinocchio, yeah. isn't yeah. it? And yeah. then it's and then that's going to go straight into yeah. the crawl. And then the little Lucasfilm spot. Oh, it's going to be that, yeah. Oh, my God, I can't wait. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. I know. Anyway. That's actually not that long away. No, it's it's really not. When we went to see Jurassic Park, I was like... Oh, yeah. My heart was racing the whole Star Wars. Because that's the first time I'd seen it on the the big screen. And like, yeah, just... Oh, it was amazing. I loved it. It was so good. I'm excited. Krupa, you've got the first piece of reader feedback. Yeah, it's a really good bit of feedback from Lawrence McLean. And he says, my name is Lawrence. I am from the States. Yeah. Which is something some of people say. Uh, He's a big fan of the podcast. And he says, honestly, I was a bit upset that you guys kind of pussyfooted around the bigger issue with Spider-Man and why Sony and Marvel has not considered Miles Morales Morales or a black Spider-Man. You could say that it's about race, but honestly, I think it's just about African-Americans playing hero roles. Look at the backlash that Michael B. Jordan received when it was announced that he would be playing Johnny Storm, a historically white character, and compare that to the response that Jason Momoa received when it was announced that he would be playing Aquaman. I know it sounds crazy, but I think it's really about seeing black actors in hero roles. I just wish someone would come out with the balls and say, yes, it's about race. We have to cater to the majority who are white people. Again, I love the show. Please keep the great work. I like you guys more than the American podcast. He shouted that last bit. Yeah, that's all in caps. He really means it. (laughs) And I think that is a fair point. Like, I I guess there's like a couple of anomalies that you could anomalies probably are you could categorize them as anomalies but yeah. things to kind of counter argument like for a long time when I was growing up the biggest actor in the world was Will Smith yeah. and there was no problem in casting him in her hero roles yeah. at all like he yeah. he owned that and then he but did again, Wild, Wild West again, <laughs> oh, no. again but it's true like he is an anomaly there's yeah. not many yeah. Will Smiths um, whereas you can say there's lots of white guys who take those yeah. hero roles on the issue of Spider-Man like I think if the the Marvel thing keeps on going for as long as the next 10 or 20 years, I think we'll get to see like more diverse characters assuming these roles. I think the Marvel decision, I think they, for bragging rights or whatever, I think because the history of the characters and the way that it's gone around license-wise, I think they want to do Peter Parker. I agree yeah. with you. I think Spider-Man can be any nationality, any ethnicity, yeah. because Spider-Man is like Batman. It's a symbol. Like, it's... Somebody yeah. puts that mask on, yeah. they're Spider-Man, they're the hero of the people, they're a kid yeah. who takes on the responsibility of that city. So I think Spider-Man can be anyone. I think they want to do Peter Parker because they didn't have that character for a long time. He was the original Spider-Man. He's yeah. like one of their biggest characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they just want to do white Peter Parker. But like, I agree with you. Like I think... But it's like I was saying to you, Like if, if I went into a new Spider-Man film and it was like, this is Miles Morales, I'd be like, Who's that? Because I don't, like, for me, Spider-Man, I don't know the Spider-Man universe at all. You know Peter Um, Parker is But I know who Peter Parker is. And similarly, like, if it was Batman, they would never, ever do anybody else uh, apart from Bruce Wayne. Unless it was established in a previous film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, like, I think, and, you know, like I said, if if this stuff runs and runs and they go past phase three, they're going to need stuff, you know, they're going to, like, want to incorporate more characters and do cool stuff. And, like, if you look at what's happening with Marvel Comics late in the year, and some people have criticised this and going, look how progressive Marvel has been with its comics compared to its movies. Yes, you've got the Falcon in the movies. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yes, there's going to be a Black Panther movie. But still, 
it's all about the white heroes. Yeah. If you look at Marvel Comics post-Secret Wars later this year, it's literally the most diverse the Marvel Universe has ever been in terms of um, black characters, Hispanic characters, um, female heroes, yeah. like with A4, Silk, Spider-Gwen. It's the most diverse Marvel Comics universe they've ever had, Miss Marvel. Um, I mean, so I, do you think that's I, why? I do think it's skewed. Like, do you think so. that's why the films have kind of like started that way and are becoming more diverse because a lot like that's where the comics started as well like well, a lot I'm of like, the, the I think heroes. like Lawrence is right like Hollywood in general like a lot of mainstream popular culture is is inherently skewed towards white male demographic yeah, yeah. like this yeah. popular culture stuff, it just is yeah just as like we always have these recurrent conversations about female protagonists in video games yeah. or yeah. any of this sort of stuff it's yeah. skewed that way whether it's right or wrong like people believe based on marketing or financial decisions that it's right independent of a, a, of an ethical judgment mm. they think it's right from an economic standpoint it's probably totally bogus because if you actually trust people there are there are cases where stuff starring a female protagonist does incredibly well but next time it comes around to making that decision people bottle it yeah 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 um, well there hopefully it'll change you know as as the the demographic for these sorts of films is just exploding now and widening and you know these films are becoming internationally take, bigger things I think it takes like a couple of runs like it yeah. takes like not one isolated because one isolated film that does well with a black hero or a white um, like a female protagonist people go oh because it was that actor or yeah, it was yeah. that director yeah. it takes like a cluster of them mm -hmm. for people to get confident in doing them because yeah, yeah. otherwise it'll be like a trip to go oh well, it's, it's this factor that it did yeah. well rather than it being just a good film anyway good email Number two is from Kyle, who has written in plenty of times. Hello, Kyle. Duck Hunt. Uh, last week, Chris barraged Alex with sustained abuse when he said he had never seen the Godfather trilogy. He but did had just me the watched, abuse. You're right. Uh, but he just watched all the Fast and Furious films. I did, yes. So choosing your, your time very deliberately there. Uh, while you both no doubt enjoy both types of entertainment product, it seems to me that Alex is firmly on the game side and Chris is on the film side of IGN. Has Chris played the best games of all time? No! I would yeah. guess not, considering the only game he mentions is Duck Hunt. <laughs> oh, and, this and, is... And, and words with friends. <laughs> Alex uh, could have a go at Chris at not playing some of these amazing games, but doesn't, uh, unlike Chris with films, that sense threw me off um, has Chris even played Batman I could have Arkham a go at Chris <laughs> I could have a go at Chris but I don't you don't because I'm the bigger man that's what the point he's trying to make there okay yeah I think that's literally yeah, yeah. I'm the bigger man safe to, <laughs> to so fair, there you go Kyle most people are Alex is a hero <laughs> and a king and he is but the point he's standards. making is like I, I watch games play games and watch <laughs> films I just haven't seen Godfather yeah whereas Chris has only ever played Worms Words with friends. I don't think he's even played Duck Hunt, nah. to be fair. He knows what it is. Snake on so. the Nokia? He's played, probably played Ooh, that. Maybe. Like, he's not Snake. here to defend himself. That's so, yeah. true, so we yeah. can be as mean Stop as we want. Stop being mean to me, Chris. Yeah. Bastard. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've got an email from uh, Carl Chester Morrison, who says, This week I've watched one of, the most one of the best worst films I've ever seen. That film is called Bunny Man. What's this voice? I don't know. Its story was horrendous, but its style was hilarious. Whether it was intentional or not, I don't know. My question to you, as professional reviewers, that's probably talking to you, actually. Uh, do you still view films as so bad that they're good? And if so, which ones are amongst your top of list? Oh. It's a hard one. But right? is, that is a thing, though. Like, 
because with Terminator Genesis coming out, some people have taken that stance where it's so bad it's enjoyable. Really? It's got to be not, a bit of I've, I've not seen the movie, but there is that thing where a movie... You know, people are like, oh, I enjoyed it in a really ironic way, which I'm not getting behind, but like... I, want, I remember one staying over at my cousin's and we were hungover and the next day we watched Jason X. Right. And it's like, people who are making that film know it's preposterous. I yeah. don't know if you know it, but like... I don't know. Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th is sent into space and he's I on a space, space station. Fun, yeah. And it's a bad movie. Yeah. But it's really funny. Right. Because like, it's so... Of course. Ridiculous. But the people making it know it's ridiculous and they know they're not going to make a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like hungover watching that we had the best time watching that movie so, I don't think we, we would have enjoyed a serious good movie but yeah. more than that movie at that point in time so, but the question is as professional reviewers which you are now mm. where would you kind of stick that on the scale I would still judge it as a bad movie right like, and I, I think ultimately you can still give it a low score yeah. and it that's where score and the written review can be at odds slightly yeah, yeah, yeah. like in the written review you can still say this movie is still enjoyable, but ultimately, it's a terrible movie. Yeah. yeah. And therefore, the score is a reflection of its overall quality. Well, that's like the, that, the text um, always like can say more than a number ever. Yeah, will, yeah. Obviously, it's that, um, sweary game. Uh, Wolfenstein. Uh, no. Wolfenstein's a sweary game. No, not as in sweary. Like oh, the um, developer. Uh, oh man, that game that's kind of mechanically it's it's fundamentally broken, but it does some kind of interesting stuff. I cannot for the life remember what it's called. I know what you mean. Um, it's thingy. It's it's the one that's a bit twin peaksy. Yes, it is. Uh, Deadly premonition. Thank you. Well, it's, do we have a review of uh, the room on site? Like that would be a perfect example. That film's awful, but it's so good. And also, like mm. because it's, film you watch with friends. Yeah. and if you're drinking, or or, or, like, or a, a film you can talk over and like still kind yeah. of enjoy. I think. See, I get that. Like, you go into a film with expectations. I'm not sure about Terminator Genesis because, for me, that's just taking the piss because Terminator Genesis should be a good Terminator film. Yeah. And if it's not, then they've just dropped the ball. It's almost like they're... Yeah, it's all... Like, even looking from the trailer, it's a little like they're making a parody of, yeah. like, Terminator films. Yeah. It's that ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, so bad it's good type films usually kind of is classified to, like, B-movies and, like, lower budget Yeah, ones. and You never really, really see, like, a Hollywood movie. But I feel movie. like your yeah. expectations yeah. then... Or lower, and you factor that into like your okay appreciation. With that, yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah, like, it, yeah, these people are working on a budget, and but yeah. I, w- I wouldn't pay twelve quid to go and see Terminator. Going, oh, this is going to be horrendously oh, the, bad. Crap, I really yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Rob Port has written in Dark Souls Two was amazing. So I think yeah. this is in response to me last week, kind of saying I didn't like it as much. Um, but lots of people don't like it as much. But I didn't say it was a bad game. I actually said it was a really good game. Anyway, yeah, but he's Rob says Dark Souls 2 was amazing. I spent 200 hours on each game. I feel Dark Souls 2 was more polished with fewer jipping boss fights. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, he's Rob, saying you're wrong, Creeper. Yeah, that's all right. I don't, mind, I don't mind Rob having a different opinion. I'm glad he enjoyed it. I didn't say Dark Souls 2 was bad, just not for me. Hmm. Uh, this email is from Robert Moore. I was never into Minecraft, but I am very excited for Lego Worlds. Love to hear your thoughts, especially Alex. Of course, especially me. Rob from Ireland. I'll see you soon, Rob. <laughs> Well, Northern Ireland. That was a bit creepy. What? See you soon. Well, I'm going to be there. Well, well I'll be up in Rob's back garden. <laughs> yeah. So, so first of all, what Throwing do you guys think? Minecraft games at his, his window. What do you guys think? Um, it doesn't really matter because he wants to know what I think. Yeah, so, so, uh, especially right. you, Alex. Yeah, especially me. Yeah. Look, anything with Lego is exciting, right? Yeah. But do you not think like the whole block world sandbox game is, is becoming a bit annoying now? 
You should like have said that bit, on Minecon on the weekend, it's a bit mate. Too much. Just <laughs> you grab a lynch. Those kids would lynch you with your own cane. I never Anybody told got you. any questions from the audience? Did Dan Rory. tell you what happened? What? When we, I'm Dan. Yeah. <laughs> did, did Gav tell you what happened? Sorry. We went. We went to shoot uh, the start of the the carnival rides, and we set everything up. His radio mic was going through the PA, yeah, and we didn't we didn't notice. He was like, "Are you getting that?" And I was like, "No, I can't." Oh I was like, "I think I can hear it." He's like, "Is it coming through on the thing?" And it was like booming through the whole thing. And I was like, "I can hear it, but I can't." And then he was like, "I'm surprised, knowing Gav like we do, he didn't yeah. do something outrageous." He was really he was really responsible that he was like we'll change frequency, and I was like, "You should have at least said like oh penis or something before." I did not know that. It was okay. oh, I was oh, it was really funny. <laughs> We should do that more with our radio mics. Go support the Flick through. Um, I, anyway, I'll give it a shot. Give it a shot. To, Anyone want to go down CGX? <laughs> exactly. All with like different radios. Walking around again. Bellens. Because <laughs> that's what I would do if I had a radio mic. Um, I, personally, I prefer playing with real Lego rather than virtual Lego. It's the only thing. Yeah. Mm. I probably play virtual Lego. Charlie from Bahrain. Uh, I don't know if we've ever had a listener from Bahrain before. Where's Bahrain? Where is Bahrain? Yeah. It's in the Middle East. Oh, hello. I won't be there next weekend, unfortunately. <laughs> Good. Uh, it says, hi, guys. Uh, wondering uh, if you think that when it comes to award season, the indie films should get more attention uh, uh, as well as big budget movies is that they appear to constantly, constantly missed off of the awards. So basically, award season, big budget blockbusters tend to get missed off apart from maybe like technical effects and stuff like that. Yeah. And indie movies aren't perhaps celebrated as the kind of stuff that sits in the middle, especially stuff like the Oscars. I, yeah, I'm a little disappointed with it. I was watching the feature that we had on site uh, the other day, you know, the history of awesome ones that we do. And yeah. one of them was talking about uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the Indiana Jones film. And just how it was, it, was, it was nominated for all these awards. And I was like, you wouldn't really see that these days if you had a, a film similar to that. It wouldn't be the kind of film it's that you would in a, It's would. once in a blue moon. It's like, yeah. like Lord of the Rings, the third one, won it? Like, it was almost like, oh, you've done two of them and they're really good. We should, yeah. we kind of owe you something. So yeah. Peter Jackson got the best director for Return of the King, but it was kind of like, you've earned it rather than uh, an individual recognition. Yeah. But there's something to be said, like, I, I understand the point. And I've, there's lots of other award ceremonies that are kind of geared to Towards that recognizing stuff. and celebrating independent film. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's not like directing a Hollywood film is any easier. No. Obviously, you have a lot more resource, but you have a lot more pressure and interference yeah. and different types of challenges. So yeah. I don't think the artistry is any more or less in a Hollywood film compared to an independent film. I guess... But they Oscars should be. is just skewed to recognising those films because yeah, yeah. it's, well, like, it. it's yeah. put on by Hollywood to recognise Hollywood but still a lot of the kind of really big like blockbusters don't get celebrated in that way in the no. same way that Call of Duty whether you like it or not doesn't really kind of get the recognition it deserves when it's a good yeah, yeah. when it's like had a really good iteration yeah. like yeah. Modern Warfare yeah, yeah, yeah. great game yeah. well it's, it's the whole thing of, of suffering from becoming too popular and then it becomes yeah. it's mm. like people then, start to I guess that's the success that you derive your pleasure from and the fact that you're, you're the popular film like yeah. most people yeah. have played your game watch your movie yeah just, just like us right just like, just like the old IGN oh yeah nailing it and on that note, that's it. Uh, on that self congratulatory. <laughs> well done, <laughs> obscenely awful note. Uh, that's it for this week's award winning podcast. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to pull out on every week. Do you think we should? Dude, no. no. But, uh, only the weeks uh, that Gav's not on, because obviously. He, he didn't win it, did he? He, he, so, he was up against fine. us, he didn't win it. 
and then he joined us so anyway that is right it here. well done for joining the award winning podcast Rory thank and you. Uh, thank, thank you. you as always Daniel no we'll be back same time next week until then bye bye Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.